Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight for a special 2021 preseason episode of The Standoff with Brad here on New Zealand Sport Radio. It's really great seems like forever since I've done one of these shows and I really can't wait till um, the 2021 season kicks off. Now while we're live here at 8pm you can also catch us on our show on our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different with the NRL still stuck in the pre-season stage so tonight I'm going to be discussing the stories of the pre-season news on recent club signings, a report on any major injuries affecting clubs. Um, We'll stop for a bit of a a question bag um, with questions you guys sent through, Uh, a preview of the games being played this weekend, and then I'm going to end the show with a a quick rundown of next week's special episode. So tune in and get your rugby league news, and remember to send through comments and questions throughout the show for my question section into the top stories of the preseason. I think basically the biggest news in this country um, has been the news about Roger Tulvasa-Shek. Um, he's going to be leaving the Warriors at the end of the season. It's been confirmed now that he's signed a deal with the Blues and New Zealand Rugby Union. Um, his overall goal is to aim um, for All Blacks jersey in time for the World Cup. I guess my thoughts on it. Uh, thank you for joining me, Paul. Um, they actually here as uh, the rugby union guru that I've got on me with me right now. Um, Including blues guess, first before, things before first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess first things first, um, from you on the union side of things, um, do you think he'll make it? Do you think he'll be in the World Cup squad? Uh, look, I think it's a bit of an ask. I think he's coming over a bit late for the Rugby World Cup. Um, in all honesty, he'll have a, depending on when he comes over, um, what he'll have maybe a minor ten cup season, uh, uh, or, or well, two minor ten cup season. Well, yeah, minor ten cup season, Super Rugby season, uh, some international games, um, and then another Super Rugby season, and then the Rugby World Cup. If you think Sonnyville Williams did two years with Toulon before coming over and doing a couple of years in Super Rugby before making yeah. it for the World Cup, I think he's cutting it fine from that point of view. Um, the obviously he's going to the Blues. I mean that worked well for Benji Marshall. 
um, <laughs> last time around, but I think this is a different player. Uh, and look, yeah. do I think he'll be he'll be decent? Absolutely. Do I think he uh, it, look? He's also heading into what is a what whilst the Blues, what so whilst the All Blacks aren't perhaps performing as good as they have done, there's a lot of talent and young talent around in the centres and the out and the outside backs at the moment. So yeah. it's not like they're going. Who do we select? Help. Let's bring him in. Uh, so yeah, a there's lots of talent. B there's also I think he's left it. I think he could have done with another year or two. Probably two years, to be honest, uh, for the ahead of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, I think there's no denying that he's a talent. It's just how will he get in um, to that squad when it's so stacked? Um, I know they've been talking rumours about him being a centre. Um, there's still quite a few good centres out there, so it'll be interesting. Um, I wish him the best. It'll be great to see him do well. Um, I do like that there's a little bit of a, a clause in the contract that if it doesn't work out and he comes back to the NRL, he has to come back to the Warriors. So we won't see him play a season for Auckland in the ITN Cup and then go, no, this isn't for me, and then end up at the Roosters or something like that. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just watching the space and see what happens with him there. Um, on the other side of it, it's um, what will the Warriors do? There was a bit of breaking news a little bit today, which I'll cover in our um, a little bit later in the section, but um, there's a lot of money the Warriors have freed up now and they, they will be looking on the outer for um, talent to bring in. Um, so there's quite a few names have been thrown around. Basically anyone that's off contract has had the Warriors tagged along them um, due to the amount of money they got left over. So um, it's time will tell. I think it sounds like they've basically got the man they want, which I'm going to cover in a couple of minutes. But, um, but I, yeah. I guess, but do, do you want them to go out shopping or do you want them to build internally? Uh, that's the, that's the, 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 I guess the question there. Yeah, with the signing that they're rumoured to be trying to get, um, I think it's going to be a bit of both. Um, they're, I, they're getting a player that's not really going to fill the fullback spot, so I would like them to stay internal for fullback and grab a player um, with a good talent base in another position. So, um, yeah, I, I want a bit of a mix of both. We've got a lot of young guys that are next in line for fullback, so... We, now that we know he's going, I think it's the best time to kind of blood them this year and try to get them up to state because you don't really want them sitting on the pine all year while he plays and then throw them in the deep end next year. So um, another part I think we could discuss is um, how it's going to affect the Warriors' campaign this year. So obviously your captain, and we talked a lot last year about how he really kind of kept them together in Australia um, we had all the stories about him being away from his family and um, refusing to go home when he got injured because he wanted to stay with the team he's he's quite a um, he's the captain obviously but he he's such an integral part of that leadership there um, I'm hoping um, as an Optimus Warriors fan that they know he's going and they're going to do 110% to try to send him out on a high but there's also that um, pessimist inside of me that thinks that it, it could be the straw, final straw and they might derail uh, if they have a few bad performances. So I want to err on the side of positivity and hope that it's um, they're going to give them a fitting farewell. It's going to be difficult to say whether it's that or not, though, because you've got, you've got the new coach in there as well. And there's a lot of moving parts yeah. 
to, uh, to, to it's hard, it's not really a, a building program on last year, is it, for the Warriors? No, it's not. And um, before we move on from the Roger talk, there was a, a conversation being had in my house uh, about an hour ago about Roger's going, he's the captain, obviously. Who will the captain be next year? Um, for me, I would pick Tohu Harris, but um, Tohu Harris is off contract this year as well. And we haven't really heard any news on how close he is to signing with the club again. So there's a chance that they, uh, the Warriors could come out next year without Roger and Tohu. So um, I want to throw a curveball in there and say if Tohu's gone, I'd give it to Jastavanga. He's kind of the um, the enforcer, that they like to say. But I think um, with everyone they got there, I think he's someone that could really build as a captain. And um, there's been a few captains around that haven't been um, the most likely candidates, but that kind of um, that rough exterior and tough and follow me boys thing has worked well for a lot of teams. Yeah, I guess it would be interesting to see who is who is uh, gets the vice captaincy or yeah. who comes for Roger when he has a weekend off um, being rested. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, we'll put Roger to the back of our minds for a little bit, and um, we'll still continue. The, I've got quite a bit of Warriors news, obviously. But um, another, a bit of a controversial topic, um, the Warriors um, denied players for this weekend's um, All-Star game. They denied Tohu Harris, Cody Nakarima, and Chanel Harris-Tavita from going and joining the squad. Um, it's It's been a bit tough. Which side, a lot of people are very against it, saying that they need to send their players to this game because it's such an important game um, for the Indigenous and for the Māori players. Uh, but there's also, it's a short preseason, and those three players are very integral for the Warriors wanting to do well. So I can see the Warriors' point of view not wanting to risk such integral players there. You could even have a chance where you lose both your starting halves in that game to injury. Um, it's not always likely, but with the, the rate, we'll, we'll get into it in my injury section, the rate of injuries we've got already, um, it could be it could be um, a wise move to keep them out. Um, like to know your guys' thoughts on... Do you think it was a, a good idea to keep them out of the, the game or to um, wrap them up a little bit and make sure they get a good preseason? I get, look, I guess it's one of these things that uh, in union you'd say, look, if you're going to be playing for the Mario Blacks, you you go ahead, you go over there. But international is clearly the main shop, the, the main thing. And then after that is uh, other stuff. A, a, a very yeah. distant second, whereas in, in league it's a different ballgame, isn't it? That you, you it NRL is. is really the for, for the Warriors anyway is is, is the number one thing. Uh, um, some of the Australian players, obviously, that state of origin they would say is more important, but apart from that, yeah. otherwise, yeah, international is just, and representative rugby league isn't the same uh, level as. Um, it isn't the same importance, sorry, rather than level that gets gets right in league as it is in union. So yeah, no, I I get it why they would stay with yeah the with with the with the club. Yeah, I think the importance of it kind of shows in the fact that it's thrown in a couple of weeks before the season starts as like a preseason game. So um, if it was as important as they want, it would be a end of the year thing, just like they do with internationals. Um, I think personally, I would prefer it at the end of the year when you've got 
um, all the players have played a season and they're they're all ready to go at the moment. They're all still just getting back into the grind of actually running around and hitting each other. So um, that's when the injuries occur. So I would prefer, I think that's why the nines are such a good thing um, in the preseason because it's not as um, strenuous and it's a bit of, bit of fun and excitement to get people back into the swing of things. But um, the All-Star game is an exciting game to watch. But yeah, I would rather the Warriors win a premiership then um, have those three guys play well in, in the game. It's more of an exhibition thing, isn't it, rather than a really rather than a proper competitive yeah. with the way that it's yeah, played. that's right. Uh, and it, yeah. it, it feels a, a bit like tokenism to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, and which, um, as you say, put it at the end of the season or put it as a maybe use it in that um, in the origin block and have a three test have a three match series then. Uh, and stand down more teams, give give more teams a break, and have uh, maybe have it in that slot. Obviously, on the Australian side, if you got if you get picked for Origin, that comes first, and then the Indigenous side would come second. But um, the uh, yeah, I'm uh, so yes, yeah, so uh, I, 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 at the moment I don't think it's got the importance it deserves, really. Yeah, I do. Like Simon said, I I like the concept as well. Before it was just. Um, an Indigenous team would play an All-Stars NRL team where it was one player from each NRL club. But then when they brought it in where it was Indigenous versus the Māori All-Stars, I think um, it made it a bit more interesting. And, um, yeah, I don't want to ever see it go, but I can understand teams, especially with this short preseason. Normally you get three trial games. So you're getting one this year. Um, so it's it's, yeah. Putting, putting the actual competition um, before the exhibition match. But, yeah, I don't ever want to see the exhibition match go away. Um, i just like it to get a bit more um, love from the NRL and maybe a bit more of a higher profile. And um, on that, though, still, um, the Warriors did allow some players to play in the All-Star game. We've got Jermaine Tenor-Brown and Josh Curran have been selected in the Indigenous All-Stars team. And... Um, it's great to see them there. They were both in the team last year. The um, the only thing I see about that is maybe they aren't as certain to make the 17 when it comes to round one um, if the Warriors are willing to let them out. So, um, But I'm sure they'll give it their all and um, push definitely be pushing for a spot. So it's, it's interesting. But, um, yeah, it'd be great to see some Warriors out there. As you say, with just uh, one warm-up game, this gives them some game time as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, going into the breaking news that we had today, um, there's news that the Warriors have reportedly tabled an offer um, for three years on a lot of money, um, almost uh, over 800000 a season for um, Jerome Hughes, the halfback from the Melbourne Storm. Um, he was originally a fullback, so they could push him into that fullback spot to replace Roger, but... From what I've been told, um, they're they're quite keen on if he joins to make him the number seven. Uh, Cody Nicarima's off contract at the end of this year, so it could mean that we see Jerome Hughes and Chanel in the halves. And if Cody sticks around, they might push him into the hooker role. Um, I would like to see that. I think Cody's a really good hooker. So um, we just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, I, I like the idea of Jerome Hughes coming over. I think he, he's really made the number seven jersey his own in Melbourne. 
and has shown that he, he is actually quite capable of leading a side around, which I think is something that Chanel Harris-Tavita really needs in a halves partner, someone that can just take control of the game, allow him to loosen up a little bit and um, play a bit more of the loosey-goosey game that we've seen him be able to do before. I think giving him the reins and telling him he has to control the team kind of restricts some of his um, attacking flair a little bit. So if we could get them together and sign them up, I think um, it could be interesting for the Warriors' backline. And then um, more Warriors news, because I know you all love it. Um, the Warriors actually launched a Facebook page this preseason called On the Road with the Vodafone Warriors. Um, basically what it is is um, Cameron George, the CEO, who we had on our last show, um, running around um, the trainings and just using GoPro and videoing trainings, having interviews with players and staff. Um, he put up uh, today and yesterday, he had um, the NRL CEO had came down to the club and just talked to the team um, about thanking them for, for going over there again and fingers crossed they, they can come home and all that stuff. So it's I think it's been really great. Um, it's a good insight into how the team's going and what it's like over there for them. I think it also gives um, Warriors fans like myself here in New Zealand um, a little bit more connectivity with the club since they've basically been over there for a year and a half and we haven't got to really see them that much. So um, I think it's great to see them doing it, um, opening it up and um, allowing everyone to kind of see how they're going and how they're all feeling over there and from what I've seen it's it's very positive over there which is great um, with rumors that they might be stuck there all year again um, so yeah it's just good to see um, a bit of behind the scenes stuff from an NRL, NRL club now we'll go into uh, COVID COVID's always great uh, you've got something to say there Paul? yeah it's um what about uh, going back to the uh, Indigenous All-Star concept? What about the Oceania Cup making a comeback? Yeah, I think um, an Oceania Cup would be great. And um, even if it's a, a miniaturised version that they do in the origin period, um, have like Tonga, Samoa, New Zealand, um, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea, all those types of teams that um, really, besides Tonga and New Zealand, who are kind of already on that top tier, but you give all those other teams a bit more games. Usually Samoa might get two games a year and then um, are expected to deliver in a World Cup against guys that have been playing, you know, four or five games a year. So I think in Oceania Cup, they've got to do something. I know the NRL basically, their focus is the NRL, obviously. That's their brand. That's where they make their money, but they let the origin thing in. But... There's, I think you could really build something in that time if you've got, okay, on Wednesday we've got Queensland and New South Wales and on Friday night we've got New Zealand versus Tonga, Saturday we've got Samoa versus Fiji um, and make like a whole week out of it. Um, I think that would be a great idea. But, yeah, back to... Um, Sorry, quick, 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 quick uh, chat about a quick mention about the expansion teams. But I think we'll probably, that's probably on the list for later on, isn't it? We'll get on. It to is, that. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll hit that one when we get to that one. Um, so yeah, COVID. 
um, there was a lockdown in Melbourne um, due to a little bit of an outbreak of cases there. And um, what that meant was the borders were shut, which affected two things, basically. All the Melbourne players that were um, meant to play in the All-Stars game this weekend um, are not playing anymore. They've been pulled. And um, there was actually a miniature trial between the Warriors and the Storm um, this weekend that had to be cancelled as well. It's um, there's There are some little trials this week where the teams playing can only play players that have played... Um, very little games last year. So you wouldn't see your, for the Warriors, you wouldn't see Roger out there. You'd see guys like Bunty Afoa and Jackson Frey and other players that either played a couple of games or played no games at all. So um, a bit of a shame there, as we mentioned already with uh, the limited preseason and trials, it's um, a, a bit of a shame, but it's just the world we live in right now with COVID. And um Going on from that, the the Warriors had started selling tickets for round five um, for the for Mount Smart because they were hoping to be back by round five in New Zealand. And I think with the way things are going, especially in Auckland right now, where um, they had a little bit of an outbreak and um, a bit of restrictions, I think it's extremely unlikely that um, borders will be open by round five, um, if at all, by the end of the season. So. Um, I am pessimistic about the the COVID situation. I envision the Warriors will spend all, if not most, of the season in Australia. Um, so again, as a season ticket holder, it's a shame to not get to watch um, any games live at Mount Smart, but I'd rather have them in Australia and playing than not playing at all. So we just got to wait and see. It's what we've been saying for a long time about COVID. You just got to wait and see what happens. Um, and due to that cancelled trial, the Warriors are actually decided they're going to try to play two trials next weekend. Um, so they have a match against the Titans already, but they want to, they're trying to arrange basically an identical trial to what was this week where the, the guys that haven't had a lot of game time could play the Newcastle Knights New South Wales Cup. It's um, very, um, it's a bit of late notice and they're, they're trying to do, so there's nothing been confirmed, but I think... It's something they really need to push for because they want to make sure everyone in that squad at least gets a run um, before the season starts. You, you don't want anyone um, starting cold. On to non-Warriors stuff. Now, um, Paul Green's been named the Queensland coach for, for this year and on. Um, there was a lot of speculation that uh, Billy Slater was actually close to getting named Um the coach but i think paul green's experience um is probably what won him the job in the end and i think he's really going to help queensland um in their bid for back-to-back -back series victories so um be interesting to see how that goes state of origin is going to be back in the regular time slot during the season as opposed to the end so um fingers crossed as a queensland supporter that they they come through and go back to back for me now this is going on to simon's question a bit but peter Valandis is setting sights on having a second team in Brisbane um, in two years' time. And I see, Simon, you said, um, which Brisbane expansion bid would you be keen on? Um, I might be a bit biased as a Warriors fan, but I think Redcliffe Dolphins, um, I like their bid. They're, they're currently partners with the Warriors at the moment, and um, they've kind of got everything already set up. They've got a stadium that's ready to play NRL football. They've got 
all the um the training sheds and gym equipment and everything there they're basically an nrl team ready to go so i think in terms of having two years i want it up and running i think they're standing a good shot of being ready because they basically got the platform there um so that's my my take on it do you do you have anything preferred simon do you have someone else other than rickcliffe I'll let you know when he, uh, if the, yeah. if he replies. But, um, yeah, there's, there's been some sort of question mark is, is, uh, around the expansion. There's, there's definitely been some people who are, who are like, um, do, do we really be expanding? Uh, and if they are expanding, is is Brisbane the right place really for it? Um, should they, uh, I, yeah, should, should we have a second team in New Zealand, for example, or should they look at trying to get a team into, say, uh, Tonga or Fiji or Papua New Guinea? yeah i would like i would like the warriors to get their um development program that phil guild's working on sorted first before they brought another team here otherwise i just see all the young talent magically going to wellington where i assume they would put the team and um so i'm, I'm looking after the warriors first um <laughs> but i i yeah i'm not if i i'm not really phased if they're in Brisbane, but I think there's other markets they could try to, to go to, like um, an Islands team, Papua New Guinea, Perth. Um, there's a few other places that they could maybe target, but I think they're just trying to send some love to Brisbane because the Broncos look a mess right now. So maybe a new team will kind of let everyone <laughs> forget about um, how bad the Broncos are going and they can focus on another team. So, yeah, I'm oh. not sure. Well, they could go the uh, the rugby union way and put a team in Japan. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I don't know how big league is in Japan. I don't think there's a lot of followers there. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I guess they're just looking at it from possibly a, a money point of view. They they can probably um, profit more out of another team in Brisbane because Brisbane is very league heavy, um, as opposed to Wellington or Perth, where but Perth is kind of AFL country still, um, and Wellington. Wellington, I think, is a great option due to a lot of the the Wellingtonians kind of get out and support all the sport. So um, they, they support rugby, soccer, they support all, everything. So I think that one would be a good idea. But I suppose right now you we can't even get the Warriors to play in this country. That's true. Very true. Um Oh, yeah, I see, yeah. So, Simon, yeah, I, Brisbane Dolphins be okay, but uh, my preference for the uh, Brisbane Jets. Yeah, Brisbane Jets could be good too. Um, it's, yeah, I guess it's whoever's got the best pitch, I think, is going to win it out as, as most business transactions go. So, um, yeah, Brisbane Jets would be a good option. Um, Redcliffe will definitely have to change their name to Brisbane. It'll be Brisbane Dolphins, um, I assume. But they, they might put a bit of a swing on it so you don't have Brisbane Broncos, Brisbane Dolphins. They might call it something else. I'm not sure. But um, we've got two years to um, speculate, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, on the next lot of news, the Cronulla Sharks are actually chasing Craig Bellamy, um, offering him a coaching director role from 2022 onwards. Obviously, it's his last year as coach of Melbourne Storm. He hasn't really said anything outright about what he's going to do next year. But um, 
he, he's very forthright. So I think once he's made up his mind, we're all going to know about it. Uh, but there's a bit of a three-way dance for Bellamy right now because Melbourne want to retain him um, most likely in a, a coaching director role as well. And the Broncos are also interested. I assume all three of them are probably going to be offering him something in that capacity, kind of as a um, a mentor um, to help like the Nets coach through. Um, it'd be an interesting time. Um, I think any team that could get hold of him um, would definitely benefit from it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a news story coming out that all 16 teams are after him. Um, he's that He's that powerful of a coach and I think anyone could learn um, off him so it'd be be interesting to see where he goes but um, I would be going more with Brisbane because I know that's where he's from I think he he would probably like to go home um, but yeah time will tell um, if they're throwing big dollars you you, you wouldn't be um, you wouldn't really uh, just throw it away because you want to go to Brisbane. So it'll be interesting to see, and um, I'll keep an eye on it and let you guys know once we get some more developments. Um, got a little bit of a naughty boy corner now. Um, just talking about some players that um, have had some discretions that have resulted in them possibly missing some game time. So we had Payne Haas was fined $50,000 and banned for three games due to an incident where he verbally abused um, multiple police officers. Again, um, it's something NRL players always seem to find themselves in trouble and um, the NRL really need to to do something to crack down on some of these players. So it's good to see he's been fined and banned three games and he's a young guy. I'm sure he'll learn from his mistakes, come back stronger. And uh, On the other hand, um, Brent Naden from the Penrith Panthers, he um, tested positive for cocaine after the grand final last year and... Um, it was a bit polarizing because the NRL kind of didn't really do anything about it. They gave him a one-month ban, but it was a one-month ban from then. So it was in the off-season when everyone was on holiday. So it didn't really affect him. But Ivan Cleary, the Panthers coach, has actually come out and dropped um, Nate into reserve grade for at least the first four games, um, telling him that he has to te- uh, prove himself that he's um, worthy of being in the first grade again. So it's actually good to see um, the Panthers kind of stepping up and um, setting an example of what teams should be doing um, to hold their players accountable. Um, Slap on the wrist from the NRL um, won't really send the message across. So it's good to see uh, Cleary and Co kind of stepping in and going, no, this kind of needs a bit more attention. And um, then we've actually got the uh, Dragons. We're looking at signing Israel Folau, but they actually backed out um, after severe backlash from their fan base. Folau's actually requested a meeting with the NRL um, to see what it's going to be. Um, is it actually possible that he can return to the NRL or not? The NRL actually de- denied his meeting request and said they won't actually meet him um, unless another NRL club actually formally lodges an application to sign him. Um, if I bring you back on, Paul, um, with your union background, um, are you around the Israel Folau situation? The, um, I'll keep on it. I, th- I think that response of we're not meeting you gives him a, gives him a pretty good answer as to what it's going to take him to get back in. It ain't happening. Um, yeah. yeah. No, toxic, let's be blunt. Uh, from a, 
uh, from a sponsor's point of view. Uh, yeah, they're not. He's then uh, he, he's already, he's he's shown uh, from previous that you can have a uh, an agreement with him, whether it's verbal or written. Um, at the end of the day, it's an agreement with the person, isn't it? Uh, that uh, around how he'll act on social media and he'll ignore it. So yeah, yeah. Put um, put bluntly, I think yeah, NRL's the best option for them is to yeah keep keep well clear. I was very surprised by the Dragons uh, making that move. Yeah, the Dragons have been making a lot of uh, decisions at the moment, which have a lot of people scratching their heads. But um, I think I, I won't deny that he's a talented player. But you've got to weigh the talent with the trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he's just, I don't think it's worth it. Um, I don't even think if you could get him to come for uh, like uh, the minimum amount you could sign a player, I still don't think it's worth it. I think, um, yeah, you don't want to lose sponsors over it. You don't want him to say, I'm going to behave. And then he sends something out on social media and, puts the whole him and the club in a negative light. So, um, yeah, I don't see him playing the NRL ever again. Um, I'll be surprised if we see him play Union. Um, oh, hell on no. This other, in this, he won't he, play in the Southern Hemisphere. He, he'll <laughs> he'll no doubt get jobs in the Northern Hemisphere. He showed no, that by well, going to Catalans. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. But, um, uh, no, I, mean, or, 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 I think he's tried Union in Europe, and uh, that was a big no, and that was a big no. Um, from everyone up there, uh, look the the, um, the Catalan Dragons took a to a punt on him, uh, and what happened was pretty much uh, yeah a couple of the UK a couple of the British clubs or the English clubs when when the Catalan Dragons went over to play them they decided that was their pride round uh, not well, so yeah. not no 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 um sorry I don't, don't need air quotes for that that they 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 made that their pride round and he was there uh, which clearly shows he was not welcome uh, in yeah. The, um, uh, in the Super League up there, really, uh, and uh, yeah, I just can't see. Um, I, it's, uh, I, I can't see them him being very welcome. Um, no. back. Yeah, so he might have to get back on the tools or something. Um, I'm oh, sure, look, but yeah, he has made he has made plenty of money. He doesn't have to worry about. Oh, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to go find an apprenticeship or anything like that, does he? Let's be honest. No, uh, not not really. So, his yeah, the only the, yeah is go back to being a preacher, mate. That's probably what you need to be. That's your uh, that's your calling. You've made that clear before. You're welcome in that community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, quite a lot of stories there, obviously, because it's been so long since our last show, and there's everything happening. But um, I'll go into the signing news. I thought it was easier to break it down rather than having um all the signing news and the the preseason news. So um. First things first, I'll go with um, Benji Marshall. Um, there was a lot of talk. He didn't want to retire at the end of last year when he was with the Tigers. Tigers didn't want to keep him. We didn't really know where he was going to go. And then um, Wayne Bennett oh, gave him a call. Roger at the Blues. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he, he learned from that mistake. Um, so, yeah, Wayne Bennett gave him a call and offered him a one-year deal with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, I'm not really sure what Wayne Bennett's going to be doing. Um with him, he's already got a good halves pairing there um, with Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. But um, Wayne Bennett, he knows what he knows what he's doing. So I'm sure he's got a plan for the veteran. And I think it's just good to at least 
allow Benji to go out on his own terms rather than just being shown the door and said, you're not welcome back. He can actually go give it a go and then decide what he wants to do. Um, and the Rabbitohs aren't a bad team to join. Oh, well, I mean, the Rabbitohs were the, the top end of the ladder for me last year. Uh, if you're looking for someone who uh, will step in to allow your first choice guys to have a rest some weekends, uh, and you and you know he's going to he's he's, he's going to not drop the ball, um, both literally and figuratively. Uh, yeah, he's yes. a perfect perfect guy just to have as a experienced head around the club who can come in and uh, uh, see you through some games when your other guys need some rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he'll he'll also provide a lot of experience at trainings, training those those other halves with everything he knows. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great signing for them and um, hopefully we get to see him um, go out there and have a few great games. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that is going to have to happen because he's still contracted to the dragons, um, the Catalan dragons that is. So if another NRL did pick him up, they'd they'd get some money back. Um, So yeah, that's probably another red flag for NRL clubs. They won't want to pay extra. For those listening to the podcast, uh, Simon Hughes has said that, from my understanding, Catalan will uh, want a conversation if he's signed for another club, obviously referring to uh, Falau and what we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, and then on to um, Broncos news. So they've actually signed former CEO um, from the Storm, Dave Donaghy, from this year onwards. Um, a good move by the club. It's no secret that the Broncos are in dire straits right now, and I think he could really help them get back towards their former glory days he, he's been storms obviously quite a successful team minor a few salary cap indiscretions but um it's great to see that he um he's got a new gig i know the storm were a bit unhappy that he was going leaving and i think there was even talks that there might be some legal proceedings about how the broncos approached him i don't have all the details on that but um i'm sure we'll get more as it gets closer to the season but I think it's a good move for the Broncos. They're kind of at rock bottom right now. They need to do a lot to get better. Um, they've got the new coach coming in, got a new CEO, um, got some player movements happening. So be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Andrew McCulloch, um, speaking of the Broncos, he's actually joined the Dragons effective immediately on a three-year deal. So he obviously wasn't happy at the club. Last year, he was like um, loaned out to Newcastle and then got injured. So um, I think from what I have read, he was kind of pushing to see if they were going to extend his contract there or not, and it sounds like they weren't really interested. So um, he just bit the bullet and went to the Dragons, and um, the Broncos were happy to let him out straight away, which is a bit interesting because they don't really have a lot of depth at hooker. But, um, yeah, good to see um, the Dragons get their man that they wanted, apparently. Um, also with the Dragons, Cameron McGuinness, who is the, the Dragons um, captain, has signed a deal with the Sharks for four years. Um, great signing by the Sharks. He's a hell of a player. And I know from what I've read, he was a bit disheartened by the Dragons when they sacked um, Paul, Paul McGregor last year. He was really close to Paul as his coach, and um, I think, yeah, them firing him was kind of like the final straw for him, and he was just looking to get out. Sharks saw a talented player and um, threw everything they could to get him, and they got their man. So it um, be great to see how he goes for the Sharks next year. I think he will make that Sharks team a lot stronger. 
And, um, yeah, the Dragons have lost a very talented player. Uh, Panthers co-captain Isaiah Yao has actually re-signed with the Panthers for a further three seasons. Um, there were a lot of teams that were after him. He, he was one of their standouts last year, and um, they really needed to make sure he stuck around. Um, giving him the co-captaincy is, is a great little um, cherry on top. But, yeah, great to see him stick with the club. And um, I'm sure the Panthers are going to be one of those top-tier teams for a long time to come. So it's pretty wise to not jump off that ship while it's riding high. Um, Isaac Luke signed a train-and-trial deal with the Broncos. Um, with Andrew McCulloch leaving um, effective immediately, I think that's pretty much made sure that Isaac's going to be moved up into that top 30 Um Losing an experienced hooker like McCulloch, you kind of need to bring someone in like that. I know there's been rumours that the Broncos might be looking at signing Danny Levi, but I think um, Isaac Luke has got that experience, and I think he would be a great addition to them. So um, hopefully we'll see see him get another deal there. And Matt Burden, um, the talented young half in the Panthers, has signed a deal with the Bulldogs and has actually tried to get an early release so he could go to the Bulldogs right now. Panthers have denied that request and saying no, he's too important to the Panthers squad and he's going to see out his contract. Um, you know, there's been a lot of Bulldogs fans that are unhappy saying that Burton probably won't even get a game this year because he's behind Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Um, but I can see the uh the panthers point of view as well they're they're obviously paying him and if one of those players go down he's right there to fill in that gap so i can see why they want to keep him um and the bulldogs are just going to have to be patient and wait till next year to get him and uh panthers center dean fade has been released um from his contract effective immediately um to take up a deal in the super league with the catalan dragons so um yeah, a bit of interesting. I, I didn't know, um, didn't hear any rumblings about him looking to get out. And um, the Panthers have got some very talented young centers there. So they, they've got a bit of cover and they don't really need him. So it's good to see in that circumstance. They're like, no, go now. Um, we don't really see you in our, our plans for this year. So um, we'll just let you go. So um, Dragons have got themselves a very good player and um, be interesting to see how he goes in the Super League, which we're obviously going to be covering once that gets back up and running um, every week. The Tigers and um, the Panthers. Panthers are loving all the player movements right now, but um, they've actually done a player swap this year. Um, Panthers have traded um, traded uh, Dane Lowry for Paul Momoriski. Um it's interesting the the player player swaps has happened a bit more regularly now um it could uh, it'd be interesting to see if it becomes a regular thing in the nrl if teams will just trade players um don't know how they're going to govern that with salary caps and stuff but i think it could be interesting there there might be some teams i think for example what the warriors a few years back they should have kept hold of him in hindsight but um chance nicole Klockstad, um was really a, a, an NRL first-grade player, but he wasn't getting game time because Roger Tovasashek's fullback and you're not going to take the captain's spot, basically. So um, the Warriors let him go out of his contract and sign a deal with the Raiders. If this was a thing, you could say, well, you want to you take this fullback. Um, what are you willing to give us? And um, 
I think that could be an interesting way. There's quite a few talented players that are kind of just on the outer and you could move things. Like right now, I think the Warriors need a hooker. We might have um, a guy like Lisa Armel or something where a team might need a prop and they've got four way, uh, hookers. We could do a switch, something like that. It'd be interesting for thought. It's not really done much in the Southern Hemisphere. It's kind of an American-based style of things. Um but yeah, I think it could make it a bit interesting rather than just um, holding on to players until their contract expires or just releasing them to someone else and not getting much back for it. Um, going back to the Broncos for a little bit, Katoni Staggs is one of the biggest free agents right now in the NRL with many teams interested in assigning him. Um, we've got... Um, He's been quoted as saying that he intends to stay in Brisbane, which I think is a big win for them. I think um, personally, if it was me and I was Katoni Staggs, I'd be looking to get the first bus out of Brisbane. But he wants to stay with the club, and um, he obviously believes that they can get back into the top eight and be a, a force again. So um, well done him, and let's see what happens. Um and lastly, on the signing news, before we go on to injury news, it wouldn't be the standoff without a Cameron Smith update. So um, there was a, a bit of a a bit of a social media blitz on Tuesday because there was a, a picture of Cameron Smith training in the Gold Coast, um, firing up speculation that he was going to um, sign with the Gold Coast Titans. The Titans have denied that they've signed Smith. Smith, as Smith is, hasn't said a word. Um so I'm not actually sure if he's retired or if he's going to play. I don't see him signing this close to um, this close to the season starting. Um, you kind of you kind of got a couple of weeks and then you're right back into it. So I find it highly unlikely that he's actually going to sign a deal with um, the Titans. Um, but you just don't know with Cameron Smith. It's it's interesting. Um, and we're just going to have to watch the space. Um, I, I really hope he doesn't sign with the Titans. I think with the Warriors playing them in the first round, the last thing I want to see is Cameron Smith out there. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 completely up to him where he goes. So if he decides he wants to sign at the last minute, I'm sure he's going to. And I'm sure any team would take him on a, on a deal if he was like, I want to play for you. So, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um so that's all I had for signing news. So we'll go into injury news. Um, there's been quite a few injuries this offseason. So I've gone through and I've picked out the long-term injuries or injuries that I think are going to impact the teams the most. And then I broke it down into the teams to make it a bit easier for myself. So we'll go with the Broncos first. Anthony Milford and Corey Oates should be ready for round one. They're both recovering from broken hands that they got in training. But yeah, um, Broncos will definitely be hoping that both of those players are ready for round one because they're very integral to the side right now. Um, Katoni Staggs, who we just mentioned, he won't be back until round 14 due to his injured ACL. So um, a big loss for them. He was their strike weapon and everything. And, um, yeah, he's basically going to miss the first three quarters of the season, which isn't ideal for any team. Um, but, yeah, we'll wait and see. Some players manage to come back a bit quicker, but we'll just see. The Canberra Raiders, um, they've really only got one, which is Jared Croker. He should be back in round three. Um, in the offseason, he had some shoulder surgery to um, clean it up and get him, make sure he's 100%. And um, 
it's taken a little bit longer to recover than they anticipated, but they're, they're confident that he won't miss too many games at the start. Sharks really only have one major injury, which is Sean Johnson. Obviously, he injured his Achilles last year, and um, they're, they're penciling him in for a return between round five and eight. So um, I'm sure the Sharks will be, will be champion at the bit to get him back because when he was playing for them um, before he got injured last year, that he was really making the Sharks um, a lot better than they probably deserved to be. Um, going on to the Newcastle Knights, Caelan Ponga is pushing for a round one return from his shoulder surgery, but he may be held back to about round four. Um, big loss for, for the Knights, but um, if he's already to get back for round one, um, he must be champion at the bit. So um, we'll just watch what happens there. And um, still with the Knights, Blake Green, um, he is still coming back from his knee injury and they penciled him in for a round, round five return. Um, might be his last year in the NRL. He, he's getting a bit long in the tooth, so I'm sure he'll want to make it a, a good one and um, hopefully we'll see him come back um, sooner rather than later. On to the Eels. They only have one. It's not too bad. It's Bryce Cartwright. Um, he broke his jaw at training, and is, um, they, they're only anticipating him to miss probably the first month of the season. Um, I'm not really sure where he was going to fit in the squad anyway, so he potentially might not have even made the 17, so it might not be that much um, of, a, uh, of an accident for, for the Eels, but, yeah, time will tell. On to the Dragons. Cameron McInnes who we just talked about into the year and going at the Sharks. He's actually out for the season. He injured his ACL at training. Um, this one's a bit sad, I think. Um, it would have been good to see him finish his time at the Dragons actually on the field. But on the positive note for um, Sharks fans, it means he's got a whole year to recover and get himself to 100% before the season starts up next year. Moving on to the Roosters. Um, we talked about him a lot last year with his injuries. Um but Boyd Cordner is going as he continues to recover from his repeated head knocks that he got last year. Um, there's been a lot of talk from everyone saying that, including myself, that he should probably call it a day and retire because his well-being is a bit um, more important than playing for the Roosters. But that he's fine. The doctors that the Roosters have got in have said, he can still go on. Um, we just want to take some precautions right now. Um, for the Roosters, they've actually applied for a $350,000 salary cap relief from the NRL um, due to him being out. The NRL haven't responded yet. Um, it might sound a bit harsh, but I think they're they're laughing trying to ask for that. There's teams that miss players um, for season injuries. Look at the Dragons with Cameron McInnes. He is right now their most integral player to everything they've got besides the fact they're letting him um, sign with another club but they're not asking for for money and he's probably one of their top paid players there as well the Warriors last year had about four or five players out for the season before the season started Millie we had a bit of help with loan players but that was due to us being stuck in Australia so yeah I don't see the um, the NRL um, giving them any salary cap relief. Plus, you've got the cliche jokes about the Roosters having um, no salary cap to begin with anyway. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what happens there, but I think Boyd needs to um, think about his um, life after football. 
um, and maybe seriously consider just um, calling it a day. On to Warriors again. Um, really, there, there's a few niggles, but Carl Walton injured his Achilles um, in, uh, in a training session, and he is out for the majority of the season. They say he might be back in the later stages. It's a huge um, issue for the Warriors, I believe. Um, I've talked about the Warriors' weaknesses, their hookers, and right now they've basically got one in Wade Egan. So if Wade Egan goes down, they're going to have to kind of bring in a non-hooker player to play hooker, which isn't really great for your campaign, especially if Wade gets injured early on. Fingers crossed, but um, yeah, hopefully Lawton gets back sooner than the end of the year. Hopefully, like mid-season, he might be ready to go um, because he, he actually played quite well for the Warriors last year, and I was excited to see how he was going to go. And um, just recently, uh, on Tuesday, um, Ali Katoa... Um, he fractured his eye socket at training this week. And um, there's some talk that he might be back for round one. He's pushing to be back and ready for round one, but I think it might be a couple of weeks before we see him. Shame um, to see him go out because um, he had such a breakout year last year. And I think rolling, but hopefully this little hiccup um, doesn't affect him too much and we see him back soon. And then um, not NRL-related, but I'm going to the Wigan Warriors. Um, they've actually released George Burgess um, from his current contract because he needs hip surgery, and the recovery time from the hip surgery is very lengthy. So they deemed it was easier just to release him rather than keep him on contract and under the cap while he can't play for quite a while. So a bit sad for him to um, end his little return to Wigan like that, but... Um, Hopefully everything goes well, and once he's fully recovered, he signs back with the club and gets to play again. So that's really all we had for injuries. There was a few other little ones, but um, that was it. So this is around the time that I do my questions. Do we have any questions, Paul? Um, I think we've done most of them through, as we've gone through. Simon points out that the uh, Super League is going to start on the 25th of March. Um, covid Dependent, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. One fingers crossed it starts then, and then we can start pulling that into the show each week as well. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, with COVID, we just never know. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's, and you kind of say, even here, it's been an issue with kind of, we've seen obviously the Blues cancel their game this weekend. And uh, it wasn't until. Um, Five o'clock today. I knew whether I was going to the jet sprint uh, races this weekend. So yeah, it's all been a bit. Um, yeah, everything's everything's COVID dependent there. But yeah, 20, 25th of March votes for the Super League. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Simon. Yeah, Cameron Smith. Yeah, to to, to retire um, or play for another year. Yeah, obviously, we'll, we've gone over that one already. Yeah. So I think we've covered most of the stuff that's been in there. All good. Then um, I'll just jump straight into the All-Stars Clash um, preview. So um, we talked at, at length about it at the start, but um, on Saturday night, 10 past 10 uh, p.m. New Zealand time, um, they're playing in Townsville. Um, due to the COVID restrictions with Melbourne, seven new players had to be brought into the match um, at last minute. Um, only one was for the Indigenous side, which was Corey Thompson. And then Russell Packer, Sun Masters, uh, Dejan Asi, 
Emery Puri, sorry if I'm balling up the names, Isaac Luke and Jackson uh, Tapini are joining the Māori side. Uh, Māori's will obviously want to go back-to-back. They they were quite dominant last year, winning 30-16 to 16 in a game that they were basically underdogs. A lot of people said there was too much power in the Indigenous team for them. Um, Latrell Mitchell is returning in the game. Um, it's his first match since he injured his hamstring August last year. He's um, very proud of his Indigenous roots, so um, I always knew if he was healthy, he was going to be playing in this game. He's very proud, and um, yeah, great to see him back after such a long stint. Um, it's also going to be the first Māori All-Stars game for Benji Marshall. He's been named at halfback, and it's also a chance for him to play with his little brother, um, Jeremy Marshall King. So um, great to see him get out there and play. Um, I know there was a lot of talk when he came back to the Kiwis, the pride he showed. And I'm sure you're going to see the same level of pride from him um, in this game. And getting to play with his little brother, um, I think, is going to be great for him. Um, and uh, it's really, they're, they're packed with talent. Um, even with those seven players that had to be admitted from the game, there's still plenty of talent there. And I think it's going to be a hell of a game to watch. I mentioned it before that um, I don't think it gets the love it deserves from the NRL, but the opposite side of that it is also a fantastic way to kick off the season it's yeah i'm really looking forward to actually getting to watch game of league again this weekend and um there were two other games um season games um the eels versus the dragons are actually playing tomorrow and the tigers and the roosters um are playing in the weekend um, similar to what I said about the Warriors trial that was meant to happen this weekend, both games are going to be played with players that only played 12 games or less last year. So it's really um, it's really more like play maybe players injured for, for a bit of the time last year. So, um, yeah, I think those games will be interesting for the fans of those teams to watch um, just to see the young up-and-comers. So um, that's it really for the preseason games. So I'll get into next week's show. So next week's show is another special um, episode. A few weeks ago um, on my website, Brad's Ramblings, I wrote two articles about the five Warriors um, that I think are going to stand out this year and also the five players that I think need to improve the most this year. So next week's show is really going to be a discussion piece about that, um, those topics, talking about my Warriors choices um, as well as picking NRL players, so like five NRL players from other clubs that um, are going to stand out and five players that really need to improve. Um, we're also going to have a special guest with me next week, um, Shane, to discuss the topic. Paul, would you like to give us a little bit of insight on Shane? Yeah, so Shane is someone who's been on the uh, program before. And hey, folks, it's going to be a quick behind-the-scenes view as to what it looks like here in my uh, kind of garage come studio. Uh, yeah, so Shane... Uh, people who have followed Driving Mall Show will know that he did our um, Super Rugby uh, previews last year. So he's been around on the uh, New Zealand Sports Radio for, for a couple of years now as a guest. Uh, he also uh, lives in Tamworth, which is where obviously the um, Warriors uh, had some, spent some time last year. Uh, and uh, he is, um, helps run one of the rugby league clubs within uh, Tamworth. So yes, yeah, so guys, you, uh, some of you might know him as a as a union guy, but actually uh, he watches as much, if not more, league. Um, so it'd be great to have him on. Uh, obviously, not a Warriors fan, um, but so it'd be a bit of an interesting one asking him for the five 
standout warriors, but uh, maybe he'll be, he'll pop in with some uh, players from overall um, as well. Yeah, It'd be good to have him. Off yeah, I that. think. Yeah, I think um, I think I'll, I'll let him off the hook and let him pick players from either the club he follows or other NRL clubs. Um, I know I wouldn't want to sit there talking about all the Roosters players that I think are going to play well. So um, players on your side, but um, the um, <laughs> envious of their of their squad. But the uh, what was I say? Yeah. So uh, so yeah, it'll be good on next week, and obviously the, the, these two warm up kind of a bit like uh, pre-season friendlies that we've had uh, in the NRL. These are Brad's pre-season uh, warm-up matches or warm-up, warm-up shows to get him in the in the groove yeah. um, the real get season. Get me used to looking at a camera. Um, yeah, getting me back into looking at a camera again. And, um, yeah, our official season will kick off on the 3rd of March. That's when we'll actually start the standoff back for season two. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show next week. I think it'll be great just to sit here and chat about the players and not be bogged down by all the news or any drama. Just talking about players that we think will be well or players we think are on the chopping block. Oh, this is so, all this um, all yeah. Obviously, if there's a big if there's a big breaking news in the next week, yeah. Cameron Smith signs of course, yeah. You might have to, you might have to yeah. mention it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If there's any big breaking news, we're, of course, going to cover it. But, yeah, um, to everyone watching as well, if um, you've got players you want discussed and um, either type of the options, either let us know here or let us know live on the show next week. And, um, yeah, it'd be great to have a great discussion about it. So uh, that's about it for tonight. So thank you all for tuning in and joining uh, us on New Zealand Sport Radio's show, The Standoff with Brad. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into the podcast um, on iHeartRadio or Facebook. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you for joining me tonight too, Paul. And um, bring on the season. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 